2: Welcome to the Attraction HQ podcast where we look at love, sex, dating, relationships, how you can have more of them, how they can be better quality, how you can feel inspired and become a better person within yourself by ignoring conventional dating advice, taking outside strategies and perspectives and striving to become the most real, authentic, honest and sexiest version of yourself. Hello and welcome back to another Attraction HQ podcast. My name is Haley Quinn and I'm here to take, I don't know... A, a, an axe or something to all of our currently held views around dating, sex, love, and relationships, in the name of actually really helping you guys to get to a space where you're going to do some stuff and make some changes in your life, which will actually get you to where you want with dating, sex, and relationships. Because if you feel that this uh, this area of your life at the moment is like pushing a boulder up a hill, and no matter how many YouTube videos you watch and tricks you learn, that still women are reacting to you and responding to you in the same way, or that you're just not in the right headspace yet um we 're here today to talk to you about the big levers that can actually affect change in your life um, and for kind of for the first time I think on this podcast we don 't have a set plan today because i 've been joined um, by i 'm going to call you the artist formerly known as Johnny Berber yes <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny and I go back way many years um, through doing a YouTube video together. Um, a little interview since then johnny has become really well known for helping loads of guys on youtube and in his coaching to overcome their social anxieties and get great at approaching women Um, along the way also johnny and i've had a few overlaps knowing the same kinds of people and really what we both experienced this year was uh or last year i should say was that thing when you didn't realize that you were faking it and instead you were putting across a false personality and identity completely by accident and then you had to go through some dramatic life-changing events that change your dna um the best analogy i heard about this was it's like sometimes you know change needs to come or that there's an error in your ways or something's Mm -hmm. happening but it's really really easy in fact super easy to ignore those signals the first rumbles of it and then you ignore it ignore it put it off put it off put it off and then suddenly a storm comes into your life and you can't bloody ignore the fact that you're on the wrong path anymore and you have to suddenly deal with it and it's epic so you said that johnny berber
3: (coughs) well yeah i think uh, there's been i think johnny berber's dead
2: Right, that's I was, was going to say, I was like, should I say that Was that too, too dramatic? I think
3: <laughs> dead, dead in a sense of that archetype that people know me by, that's, that's gone. So I think now I am my true, true authentic self, where before it was part authentic self, part putting on an act.
2: Right.
3: Because I was very insecure about abuse that I'd underwent from my father when I was younger and I wasn't aware of it until years later. Not to show off after shagging a lot of women and I thought I was good, I thought I was confident, I was very insecure. And I want the guys to know that.
2: Yeah, I'm really insecure as well. I'd like to add that. I was just thinking, I literally thought this morning, wow, I'm really neurotic (laughs) and really anxious and really insecure as a person. So one of the first principles of kind of why we wanted to, we're going to actually listen to a bit of Johnny's story today. Uh, And one of the reasons we decided to do this is you might look at like guys on YouTube or me on YouTube or girls or whatever. And you might think, these guys have got it sorted. They're they're complete rock stars. They just yeah. do what they want. They're so confident. And that actually might make you feel a bit inadequate or not good or like you're not learning it right. So we're here to deconstruct all of that, hold our hands up and go, actually, we're all human beings. You know, we all suffer. We all yeah. go through stuff. We all have pain in our past that we have to deal with um, and that there's no artifice here. So what, can I ask, what brought about this big... <clears throat> Change. Yeah,
3: to be honest, for many years, I was too ashamed to talk about it. I was hiding it. And even I protected myself from looking at it. And I never realized that the way my dad treated me was really affecting my relationships. I was unkind to women. I was very domineering. I was overly sensitive. I was nice sometimes. But once, no, I wasn't very nice. I was quite unkind to women. And it started through in my relationships. So I was a great teacher when I was teaching. I was a saint. I was lovely. I was congruent. But in my own personal life, I was really struggling. Right. Uh, I, um, didn't, I didn't want to tell anyone about it.
2: What did you mean by being unkind? <clears throat>
3: um, just some taking this um, alpha maleism to the extreme and right. being too domineering and just forgetting about people's emotions. Mm-hmm. And, um, just, just, I just became too arrogant, I think, you know, yeah. because of insecurity. And I thought I was doing the right thing. I believe this is what women want. And to some extent, some women do, but I realised in the long run, women don't actually want that. And I lost no. every woman I was with. Most women didn't want to stay with me for a long time. Or I ruined the relationship before they could do it to me. I was cheating all the time with women.
2: Yeah, self-sabotage. Yeah, as yeah. Well.
3: And and I think I was frightened of falling in love. Uh, right, afraid, it's frightened I, the afraid, of intimacy. afraid of being abandoned. Right. Which I would never have admitted before and I never would right. have believed. Because okay. I was so confident I'd get women anytime I want. And you know, and I was being I was being myself. I wasn't using tricks or pickup lines. Mm. But within being myself I I was I was hiding. I was hiding.
2: I think what's and really interesting.
3: I want the guys to know I was suffering, you know.
2: Yeah. And I think that the thing is uh, is, uh they say that Fear of... It's a conscious fear of intimacy. So that could be like cheating, being a bit distant, withdrawing... Breaking the relationship up, yeah. creating volatility, conscious fear of intimacy, unconscious fear of abandonment. So it's like, actually, you're doing all that stuff to keep people away because you don't want people to leave and you don't want people to hurt you. So it's this massive exactly.
3: self- Protection, isn't it? It is. It's and, and self-defense. the abundance is a false abundance. Right. Because true abundance is not being afraid to fall in love. Right. But when you've got loads of choice and you say, I've got 10 women, I can meet this one, you're avoiding connection.
2: And you're spreading your risk because actually putting yeah, yeah. all your eggs in one basket, oh, suddenly you're emotionally vulnerable and yes. you can't handle it. Yes yeah I'm a massive believer in that I am interested in this conversation as well because on the other half of the coin a lot of the time guys will be uh, they say consciously afraid of intimacy
0: unconsciously fearing
2: abandonment whilst actually the women that they tend to pair up with have the reverse problem and this has been me so it's like consciously afraid of being abandoned Mm -hmm. so that means we'll put up lots of bullshit in the relationship we'll try and save and rescue the other person on the
3: woman's side yeah
2: woman's side okay will try and be really overly understanding and help the guy out and go back to him and let your self-esteem fall this to pieces. This is the woman I attract. <laughs> right, hey, well, you're woman. the man I attract. We should be worried. <laughs> Maybe there'll be an epic romance here, guys. <laughs> this is the woman
3: I always attract. Right, passion.
2: and this is me. This is me, because these two halves fit together. And then that woman goes in there, but that's her, and her get this, that's her conscious fear is abandonment and her unconscious fear is intimacy. So, in fact, she can't handle proper intimacy either. Right. So, she shacks up with someone like you who you can handle, handle it. it. <laughs> and then you this become. Madness, yeah. It, yeah, but it, it becomes, you get in these toxic, as I, I'm a complete veteran of this, this is like my life, toxic mm-hmm. relationships where these two parts are just reenacted, reenacted. And you're reenacting something from yes. a long time in the past, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. a scarily long time ago. And so, an important part of people's journey is to go, Oh shit, that's me. Except, you know, some self-awareness, some acceptance, and then you know what? You have to do the hard and brutal work of going back and dealing with your shit and actually finally facing it. Yes. You know, because I ran very successfully away from myself for decades. You've done you it know. for a
3: long time as well. Yeah,
2: years, decades. It was all going back to stuff in my past, like early past, childhood trauma.
3: A lot and of it comes from the relationship with the family, doesn't it? Yeah, completely. So I got a lot of love from my mum, but my dad was very hard on me. You know, he's very aggressive and he was mixed with his emotions. So I think it affected my psychology with mm-hmm. entrusting intimacy. So being okay, I'll be all right. You know, personality disorder for a few weeks or months, I'm great. And then I'm, I'm freaking out, you know, so.
2: Yeah, and I think a really helpful exercise I wanted around this is uh, my psychotherapist asked me to write down all the qualities that my mum had and that my dad had mm-hmm, and their behaviours. Mm-hmm. And then you start to match these up with the people that you're attracting and how you're behaving. And you start to start see... Start seeing the patterns. Right, exactly. And the thing is, when you, when you start seeing the patterns, it's not that you solve the equation. It's just like you start to get the first tools of mm-hmm. self-awareness and you're no longer getting sucked into the same... Cycles where ultimately you're just re-traumatizing yourself and causing more pain and more suffering by how you're going about your Mm. life.
3: I think there's so much um, bliss and the honesty once you admit this, Mm -hmm. it's difficult. And that's when the healing starts coming. And I think, I don't regret what happened to me. I'm I'm not sure how you feel, but I'm glad I went through this because I I wouldn't... You know, I wouldn't go back to being a virgin and being shy, but I'm glad I went for it because it was a very humbling experience. So I've kind of gone in a big circle, learnt this, learnt the principles, got some of the good stuff from it, but most of it was I had to get rid of it. And that was getting rid of most of my personality.
2: Yeah, and I think, you know what?
3: Restructuring and rebuilding. I feel like I'm born again. Right. My mum phoned me up the day, she said, I'm worried you're born again Christian. I said, no, I just feel good. She said, your eyes will change, you're different. I said, I'm being myself, you know, before I was hiding
2: yeah and I mean for me it was I was really incapable of being vulnerable so I would never ask for help never admit if I was suffering it was a lot of front and you know what if I was feeling pain my go to default was to run out and do something to distract myself and myself so I did it you know the girl version of it which is you know if I was single I'd be going on loads of dates enjoying the attention the validation or kind of almost engineering dramatic relationship scenarios, you know, because the drama was feeding something in me, so I'd pick, like, rubbish guys and then just stay with them because something in that made me feel alive. And honestly, the drama that was outside was taking away from the hurt that was buried (coughs) deep in there. And in fact, as soon as that drama switched off, so for me that meant going celibate, going, like, literally leading... The nun life, which was, be, which, uh, it was, uh, which was basically terrifying to me. This was terrifying. The thought of going home, which is a phase I'm still, you know, I'm coming out of it but a snail-like pace. I'm mm-hmm. going home every bloody night, not going on any dating apps, not trying to hit on anybody, not trying to flirt with anyone, going on no dates, mm-hmm. making myself some dinner, doing some work, doing some meditation and going to bed and reading a book. <clears throat>
3: this is madness, Heli, It's like I'm talking to myself because I'm doing everything you said. I'm doing exactly the same.
2: Yeah, I have got
3: laid in over five months, and to be honest, it's, it's killing me because I was addicted to sex. But uh, it feels like the right thing to do, and I am doing the same as you are doing.
2: You have to. Break, I think that's yeah. what
3: makes you a really good teacher. I think it makes us both good teachers that we're both so honest and we're learning from mistakes and we're teaching our students our mistakes. You know,
2: right? Because um, I think mm. what I think probably informed both of our teaching early on was that that desire, that drive for the attention and the excitement and the dating yeah. and the sex, means what, guess what, <laughs> if you can get over your social anxieties and fears, you can come, come pretty bloody good at, like, flirting with people, chatting people up, you becoming better, sexual.
3: You? you do it, you do it oh, naturally yeah. without even trying. Uh-huh. So, so what I always say to people, just touching on pickup and all this stuff we're taught, a lot of it's good, but a lot of it's exaggerated. Mm. Men are being overly alpha male, to prove they're alpha male. And, um, so and I think, I think, it's think just that's, coming back and being more human again, and absorbing yes. some of the principles. Yeah,
2: because yeah, when you go through, I think one of the nice things you said is when you can accept that the big goal isn't to have like ten women that you could see at any I'm given still
1: time.
2: <laughs> Are we all tempted? I'm tempted. Do you know what? it's bloody hard it's bloody to hard, not text? Yeah. You mm-hmm. know what? There's been several times I've just been and honestly. I'm taping this in January. As literally was meant to be the most depressing.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile.
2: day of the year yesterday Mm -hmm. so to sit there and go right i have no distractions from the fact this is the most depressing day of the year the temptation to ring someone up start something up you know go out but it's i know it's not right i just know it's not right and it's not healthy so i'm not doing it but i think probably in our process of teaching in the beginning I think at least what I found is I was teaching people lots of skills about essentially like how to pull or how to meet people Mm -hmm. because that's what was fueling me and so I you know I came really good and you know what I've got some pretty I know some pretty good ways to help out on that front but massive but there's like a huge asterisk here which says you know what though if you're not coming from a really grounded and consolidated place, this is mm-hmm. almost going to fuel the fire and then eventually there's going to be an explosion burnout moment <laughs> where you're going to have to, and then you're going to look around and your whole world will have disintegrated <laughs> around you. And, then you. and then you have to do the real stuff. And actually... The real work. The real work, which will then bring you to a space where you know what, you can go up, but you do it in a balanced way. And if you get the opportunity to have a loving relationship with someone who's equally capable in a healthy way of doing that, you're open to it. Yes. In the right capacity. And you're not caught up in all this bullshit or ego, what you think you should be doing.
3: Yes. I think um, what you're saying, it's okay to go out and meet women, but I think when you're... Or women speak men, but I think when you're doing it to hide trauma, yes. that's when it hurts you. And I know that not all of our followers have got trauma with their family, but for guys or women that have got trauma from their past, if you're hiding and you're dating to hide it, it's going to really damage you later on. Yeah. It, it will come out. You can't keep hiding it. You know?
2: Yeah, and but I when think... When you meet
3: people... Sorry, Haley, it, When you meet people that are more more grounded than you they see it and they feel right. it. and I started to meet women that are more grounded than me um one of the ladies that you work with she's been an amazing friend to me and previous girlfriend and uh she could kind of see me more and that's when I thought I have to change because you know real sharp people can see when you're hiding so you get away with it for a while as you said with certain people but eventually it comes out
2: yeah you can only run for so long. you know what it's not fun being on the run your whole life anyway so. running from yourself yeah it is I honestly think that, honestly, dating and love is like our biggest escapist activity. Yes. Mm. And often, you know, if people like go out drinking too much or they're having loads of sex or they're using drugs or something, whatever it is, it's usually all coming from the same dysfunctional yeah. place. Uh, and the things that I've had to do when I've recognized this dysfunction, and I, I know if you're listening to this, you're thinking this is you or not. I guess, like, what could I say to recognize the signs that you're entering into? Dysfunction with stuff. I guess if it's like Groundhog Day in your relationships, you keep yeah. doing the same bullshit, it keeps happening every time. What, what were the signs that you seen when that
3: happened to you? When did you start feeling sad? Because I, I get an inkling that I don't feel right. Mm. That's what for me it was.
2: Yeah, I felt okay. So in all my relationships, I felt off my life path. That start there. I didn't feel ever like, even though my work was going pretty good and some things were going pretty good, yep. I never really felt consolidating like I was doing things right. I was always in the space of need, fantasy, willful optimism. So i was speaking a lot from the girl side of things, mm-hmm. you know, I was never really like, I would never go into a relationship with a guy and be like, Hey, this is what I want. This is what I'm, you know, I never talk about my wants and my needs. I would just kind of like start having fun with someone. Mm-hmm. We would date loads. It'd be exciting. There'd be lots of drama, lots of adventure together. Mm-hmm. It'd be very romantic. And then that fantasy would last for a certain period of time and then actually what would happen is he could no longer keep up that end of the fantasy and started resenting <laughs> keeping up that end of the fantasy so I would start to withdraw ah, and yeah. actually do things that were, that were aggressing on me in one way or another to make me to kind of push me away and, it, and then I would like try and go back to the fantasy and like try and drag him back and then this horrible cycle kicks off and you know what when the fantasy ends often that's the point where you should go actually this relationship ain't right or we both Mm -hmm. have got more work to do on ourselves we can't be together right now no one ever does that people get caught in these endless cycles of like reenacting things Um, and I think that at the end of it I started to realize that um, my life became so self-destructive like my work was slipping I canceled commitments to friends Mm -hmm. I wasn't sleeping right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was partying too much like so, there were so many negatives <clears throat> were starting a lot, to a lot arise. Loads of
3: escapism, isn't it?
2: Loads of escapism. Traveling a lot, you know, constantly needing excitement, basically, and yeah, stimulation because yeah. I couldn't just sit there and <clears throat> be with myself. Yes. And also within our relationship, we couldn't just sit and couldn't just be. Because that the relationship didn't wouldn't have survived. It, it was have like
3: survived on that. Yeah,
2: drama was the oxygen. You
3: need that constant um, stimulus, don't you? Right, I was the same.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I couldn't so, sit in
3: my flat by myself too long. I do a teaching session; it'd be great. Come home, sit down, and I think oh, I can't do this. I've got to go out. I've got to go on the street, coach right. women, or you know, go for a drink, food.
2: Yeah, so it's quite a scary. So it's, Speaking to you, actually, it's quite interesting because I feel like we're, t- we're doing the two halves of the same coin. I'm,
3: I, it sounds mad, but I knew that we are going to meet again. I knew that it was going to happen. I, I, had, I have crazy visions sometimes, and I knew mm. that we are going to be placed again yeah. and talk about something like this.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a weird and The guys think I've gone home. mad.
3: They've, everyone thinks I've gone mad and spiritual. I think I haven't. I've just become more aware of everything. My mum thinks I've gone mad and spiritual <laughs> and... I'm a born again Christian I've gone crazy but no just more aware
2: yeah and I think that's an important thing to do is, mm-hmm. as well is to accept that change so I guess I'm hoping that for you guys if you're re- listening to this you might recognise that there's something of you in this yeah, yeah. behaviour I, I want to
3: say as well to the guys that real men cry because lately I've been crying every day, and I never used to cry I, and I consider myself real
2: people cry from the street I'm <laughs> yeah.
3: up, you know, real alpha male been in loads of street fights I was bullied I've been from such a violent past but I've been crying every day and it's been tears of joy happiness relief yeah Yeah. because you're finally back to back you're back
2: yeah Yeah, that's what I felt like I was like oh wow they need to
3: cry more you know that's what they need
2: yeah and I think that's something uh, I think people need to cry I love having a good cry and I find it hard to cry You've like got yeah. to cry. Yes, definitely. I can't stop. <laughs> oh, I, I need it more, though. You know, I need it. A bit of a cry yeah. is really good. Really I good. know I feel safe with someone. I really trust them when I can have a good cry. Yes. You know, and actually I think all these emotions and how we're taught we're supposed to behave. You know what? Sometimes there's these primal emotions that get trapped. They get
3: so suppressed, don't they? Yeah. And they damage us. They, they get blocked. It's energy and we've got to get it out, you know?
2: Yeah. And at the other end, I don't think the thing is... Um, we're not at the end of this process, <clears throat> are we? I thought this
3: is just a start for myself yeah. <laughs> and, and, for <laughs> and, about, and for yourself. Yeah. You know, I think you're onto something massive, what you're doing.
2: Yeah, but I think it's coming with the, tr- like, kind of, like, not yeah. to get too preachy on you guys, but this is yeah. like, the true message. It's the true message. message. But I think
3: we had to go through that to get to where we are now. We couldn't have handled this place without going through that, you know? Right. It's maturing, I think.
2: Yeah, and I think there's something in that for the guys as well. You know, sometimes, and I see it with, um... Guys, I work with, and also guys in my social circle, they kind of go through like a red mist madness patch. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Where they have to go out and yeah, they have to the, date as you all said, the girls. This need I
3: have to? That's how I felt. And it's, I was like, who's this person that says I have to? There was a voice you have to get laid. You've got to get laid. You've got to do more. You've, you've got to make more money. You've got a, more YouTube videos. You've got to get more... just like, I can't take it anymore. I've had enough, you know? Right,
2: and you kind of see people going through it, and then you actually yes. respect, you know, probably all the people that watch us going through it, the more yes. grounded and more aware uh, ones. Looking, he's
3: going to break soon. He's going, he's, to go, he's going to break
2: soon. And you know what? We we broke. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm just as vulnerable as a student, so it's good. It's good that they see us like this. And I, I really do think this is um, teaching on a, on a much higher level, you know, being more human.
2: Right. So I think the first thing you can do is just... I guess the first step is always awareness and accepting it, and holding your hands up. And yeah. I feel, you know, I feel still feel weird doing that when I'm there, like of a Sunday night, reading articles on love addiction, and like going. I have said to Johnny, "We're on a time frame today. I've got to see my therapist." <laughs> uh, I think you know?
3: therapists are great, then. I think every yeah. teacher needs a teacher. Yes, I agree. I, I've got a I mentor agree. myself, and I always say to people. Um, I think people are frightened to invest the money in a mentor but if you invest now you'll get it back yes I invested invested thousands in counseling and it just my business grew my relationships got better and and at least now I'm living with the truth right before it was just a version of the truth which was bullshit so (laughs) so (laughs) sorry I swore I'm elsewhere
2: yeah Completely. There are these podcasts are all massively... I just can can't it help it. I just get in the zone. let's <laughs> come out. So I know that you're not saying Jolly but So what's happening with your YouTube content? Can I ask? What are it's you doing with gonna that? Stay.
3: I'm still going to go out and, and approach Speak to Women. But I'm not... Um, I'm looking for a girlfriend. I'm single. So I'm still going to teach things. But it's just going to be at a more... I'd say it's still the same, but it's more on an honest level mm. because I was still teaching really good stuff three years ago, and mm-hmm. I was a great teacher, but I wasn't living it, so I was right. contradicting myself. So I'm teaching people to be honest and love women and respect women. I'm going away, and I'm not applying it enough, so I'm actually applying it in my own life now. So, so I think the teaching's just got more, you know, relationship building.
2: Yeah. So is that it's the main? A little t-
3: bit spiritual, but I don't want to frighten people off. It's still practical. It's still going out speaking to people, but it's all about relationship with the self. You know, it's, yes. it's all about self love. I know it sounds cheesy but it's all about love you know fear is the destination fear is what separates us from love
2: yeah I'm not going to argue that that's beautiful and profound yeah. like I'm 100, 100 million percent on board um, for you guys this podcast is probably going to come out just after I've done it um, I'm doing a uh, TEDx event in Nevada this weekend are you and- about
3: that I that's brilliant
2: yeah, nervous, because I'm going to go well honest, as you can no, imagine. you're going
3: to brilliant, because your talks are really good, really honest.
2: Yeah, but it's, I've never had to do something on a script before, you know? Script it, learn oh, it, memorize it, by time scripts. it. Yeah, so, ooh, different for me. But the point is the same, you know, that at the end. Yeah. You know, when people said, you have to love yourself first, I was like, what a load of cool crap. Like, how yeah, cheesy, rubbish. fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> and I've gone... Oh right yeah <laughs> I get that now But I get it in a In a different sense So I'm really pleased You said that mm-hmm. So people can still go To johnnyberber.com You can go to johnnyberber.com Check out my YouTube channel What's your YouTube Is it just Johnny Berber? It's um I don't actually
3: know the URL They'll find it If they just go on my website It's so on my website Yeah you're pretty Googleable Google. aren't yeah, you Yeah you'll, you'll find
2: it Okay I really love this talk, so it's we're gonna, brilliant. yeah. So we're gonna go across. And you liked what Johnny's story and what he's had to say. We're actually gonna do another podcast with Johnny right now for my female listeners. So if you haven't checked it out already, please go and look at my Love HQ podcast. It's meant to be for girls, but you know what? Obviously, I don't really give a shit. Like, who listens to listen to what suits you and what you like it's, and what it's you need. Help everyone,
3: isn't it? It's yes. Touch
2: everyone. Yes, uh, and of course, as I said, I you know, all these podcasts are done for free. Johnny's come out to the depths of East London today to do this. So if you like it or you think it's useful or you notice someone who's in a situation where they could make use of this, please comment, please like, please share, please subscribe because that's what helps to keep the podcast going. And I'll be back again next week with another episode of Attraction HQ. See you later, guys. (laughs)